So now it is my honor and privilege to introduce our, the speaker of tonight, which is our senior pastor and my spiritual father, Brent Locker. So good. Wow. That was so, it's been so good tonight again. And uh, I just want to thank you, Joel, for um, honoring the Holy Spirit's presence. Um, It's really, it's really easy to, um, well, there's a lot of things that can happen. You might be in there and you might just be totally enjoying it and oblivious of anything else. That's awesome. It's also, but you also might be um, offended like, why are these people doing this? And this is really weird. Um, this is what we've discovered, though, is that when we, it's not like, um, we don't have a moment like that carved into our service. Okay, this is the five minutes when Joel will stop and everybody will laugh. And um, I'll tell you what, it's great medicine, but we, it's not, that's not how we do it. We're, we plan some things and then we leave lots of room for the Holy Spirit to move where he wants to. And what we've discovered is he really likes that. And, um, and for some of you maybe who don't understand, maybe you were, you know, just kind of sitting and going, okay, this is different. Um, I want to ask you to suspend judgment. And, um, because here's, here's the thing. What really matters is the fruit of what comes out of people's lives. And I want to tell you, I'm kind of curious, Norma, because you were, she was laughing, which I loved. And she goes, what a surprise. I heard her say that. What a surprise. You want to tell us what Jesus was doing? Come here, Norma. Come here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> How's everybody today? I'm so happy to see all of you. I miss my church family. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to say that I've been through like really hard time because my husband, he had passed away and most of you don't know that, but I just want to thank Blazing Fire and everybody here and Pastor Brent for being there for me. And I've been just like, you know, it was the most hardest thing to deal with, with my husband passing away. And so tonight what he did is he just gave me my joy. <laughs> And I'm just so happy. So now I get to give it away. And I'm so thankful. And I love you all so much. See, now, you wouldn't have known that. You know... 50, 75% of you in this room wouldn't have known that story. You wouldn't have known that her husband died a month ago. Oh, okay. Well, so, so he had, well, yeah. But at his service, what she's sharing is, is that at his service, we had an opportunity to just bring the love of the father. I got to just share about Papa's love. And there were a lot of, to bikers and to, there was, uh, you know, his work, 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 coworkers. Non, lots of non-believers, and so we just we just showered the love of the Father on them, but and and they got saved. <laughs> okay. Yay, God! So, but that's just one story, okay? And so that's why I'm saying is just be careful. Just because others laugh and you're not, no problem. There's nothing wrong with you, okay? That's all right. Lord knows who to tickle and who not to. It's all good. But the whole thing about waiting, when he begins to show up, when the presence comes and we're not in a hurry, 
And suddenly, we could have moved right past that, but look what, just for one. He would do this for one. He'd do it for each one of you to meet you where you need it. So, so and also just want to say again, Joel, thank you for, for waiting. That was good. That was really good. Um, in fact, while that was going on, and I do this often, I will. I, I said, because I meant it, I'm like, Holy Spirit, if this is the time where, where we're just all on the floor and we can't move and the glory comes and... I'm like, have at it. Everything I prepared is out the window. I have no problem with that whatsoever. But how, you also know you can't make stuff happen. So we're just being sensitive. Where's the wind blowing? And then you put up the sail, okay? So that was just a quick little uh, teaching thing there because it's important because we're going to go further in these directions, and it's important that you understand why we're doing this. Because I'm telling you, I've been praying for this for decades and and this is kind of like that uh, the, the frog in the kettle, you know, where where it gets warmer and warmer and doesn't know it's getting boiled to death, right? And so it doesn't jump out. That see, we're, we're getting put in the fire. <laughs> There's a fire that we're in. But I want to tell you what's happened. Sometimes we don't know because it's it's been turned up slowly over the years, you know, over the months, over the days, but years. And and sometimes we don't realize how good we have it. Remember last week when Leif was here, Leif Hetland, and he shared with us, he said, he said, you guys, the glory that you have and what we experienced again tonight every time we gather. He says, you know, just not long ago, a decade or two ago, I was going all around the world searching for this. And I'm I'm I join him in that. I went every hot spot you could imagine. I was there. Toronto, Pensacola, wherever it was, I was there because I was so hungry. And now, and now to know that the Lord really is pouring out his spirit and it looks like something. It's just, it just that it looks different than a lot of us thought it would. And, and sometimes the Lord wants to know, do you want me? How much do you want me? And sometimes he offends our senses, you know, our sensibility. Wait, this, this isn't right. We can't be laughing in church. Um, and then there are other times where, you know, he'll flip. I've, I've watched people you know, laughing hysterically. And then the next moment they're sobbing like a baby and back and forth. Nobody's doing that to them except the Lord. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they're putting on an an act. It's just that the Lord is ministering. In a lot of those cases, he's doing deep surgery and he's he's going deep and doing, you know, some of the heart cries and the, the hurt, the pain that's deep, doing some surgery. And then he'll do some laughter, you know. Oh, good. He loves me. Life's great. Okay, let's go a little deeper. So you just never know what God is up to, but he's doing great things. So um, tonight, before I share a little bit more of my message with you, I wanted, I wanted us, it's just fun. We just laughed a minute ago, but it's good as a family to have fun together. And this last week, um, any of you, how many of you are on our Facebook chat page? Yeah, so about a third of you. The rest of you, you may want to hop on sometime soon. It is a closed group. Which means you have to ask for permission. But when you do so, you're asking myself, Russ, a few others. So if we don't know you at all, we might send you something back saying, you know, who are you? Don't get offended. We just want to make sure it's people who are actually coming to Blazing Fire because it is a closed group. Because um, while, while what I want to show you is something just hilarious that came across last week. <laughs> There's also really serious stuff that goes on. It's one of the best... That chat room is one of the best intercessory places going on because people are praying for each other all the time on there. So if that's something you're interested in, I'm just telling you it's there. Um, so, yeah, we have a, a, 
a, a friend back there, Adrian, Adrian Coe, who, uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead and stand, Adrian, go ahead and stand. This is Adrian, everyone. So, all right. And uh, so Adrian, in his creativity, he decided to put something, a movie, onto our uh, Facebook page. And it kind of went wild from there. But I'm going to show you the movie first. <laughs> and, th- <laughs> and then... I'm sure, I'm sure Adrian in his wildest dreams did not expect this, but there's, there's been almost 300 comments and add-ons since then. I, I, I just brought in a few of them. Please don't get offended if I didn't pick the picture of you. Just go on to Facebook and watch them. And if you have something to add, hey, the door is still open. You just got to go. And, uh, but here's a few of them. We have... Uh... <laughs> There's for Lonnie Ellis. We got uh, Will Ferrell as Larry Kells. I think Larry's here, isn't he? I thought I saw Larry earlier. Um, Natalie Portman as Lizzie Strong. I know Lizzie's here. We have uh, George Lopez as Lee Betancourt. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence as Sierra Lout. Uh, Shia LaBeouf as Daniel Roberts. He's our drummer most weeks. Let's see, we got uh, Octavia Spencer as Domly Vaughn. And Domly, I did not put your comment on here because it was a closed group, but that was the funniest one of the whole bunch. <laughs> Mr. Newcomer. I'm going to let you read that if you want to. A couple more. Here's uh, Olivia Newton-John as Sheila Purcell. Oh, this is a good one. Pocahontas as Nancy Ma. <laughs> we got Christina Hendricks as Jen Bentley. And by his, this was his own doing. This is uh, Pee Wee Herman as Pete Bentley. <laughs> we got Phil Robertson of Duck Dynasty as Dirk Walker. <laughs> and finally, again, I could have picked so many of them. I, I skipped a hundred of them. Um, uh, and, but I, and just in case you didn't know who Adrian was, I wanted you to know that he's being played by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> so thank you, Adrian. Can I tell you something? It is good to laugh. Some, sometimes we just take life too serious, you know? I understand there are serious moments and times when we need to be serious. I really get that. But I like to laugh. Um, so instead of being offended at Mr. Co, first thing I did was lol, okay? <laughs> that was awesome. So <laughs> you are not. You are loved, Adrian. Uh, anyway, so um, last week, um, let me ask this. How many of you were here for Leif Hentland? Raise your hands. That's pretty good. So about, you know, three quarters or more. And um, he, uh, he brought up a teaching uh, about three chairs. And um, it was really good. It's just that he went through it really fast. 
And we had the opportunity later actually to talk to him a little bit and to clarify some things. And I actually talked to some people after the service who said, man, that teaching was really good, but I wanted even more practicals. How do you, how do you get to chair one? Um, and for you who don't know what I'm talking about, I am going to fill that in in just a moment. So this is where we're going, and, um, and in particular, I wanted to talk about life in the Spirit. Okay? So before we go on, we're just going to stop and pray and say, Holy Spirit, we give you permission to touch our hearts and to tenderize our hearts and to... Um, would you bring, would you bring the, um, the clarity of heaven, of the spiritual realm? Let us, let us see in deeper and, and know things in our, in our inner being, our spirit, things that we couldn't know unless you revealed them to us. We're open to what you want to share. We're open to you touching our hearts tonight in Jesus name. Amen. So he brought up three chairs. And um, if you're like me, I want to have chair number one on the left but and move my way over. But that's not the way he did it. So I wanted to keep it consistent. So it was, he did one, two, and three. So that's the way it is up on your screen. And uh, this is, he said chair one, the first time he described it, he said chair one is commitment. Um, chair two is compromise. And uh, chair three is conflict. And he went back down the line and he said, I want you to know that everybody who's in chair one is saved. Everyone who's in chair two is saved. And those in chair three are lost. Now, um, again, afterwards, uh, we got a chance to talk to him more about explain what you mean. And he was, he was honest with us that some of these terms that he was using, actually, he started using a long time ago when he first started teaching on this, you know, a decade or more ago. And he said, really, there's, there's really more, there's terms more today that are being used in the body of Christ that, that really make it a little bit more clear. And so I'm just going to do that for you. Um, covenant. So what, he, what he's saying is that this first chair, he, say, he says everybody in the world is sitting in one of these three chairs, everyone. And, and I would say mo- most, most people think of it as just two chairs in the world, you know, that, that there's those who know Jesus and those who need to know him, Right. But he's saying, no, it actually is a little, little bit more than that. It's, it's those who are um, in covenant, meaning God is in covenant with us. He says, I choose you, and I'm in this for your best no matter what. And at some point, we say in our hearts, God, we're in this. Here's our heart. We're in this covenant with you, and we're going to be in this for your best. Um, those that, that come to that place of understanding covenant and commitment, like the other word he used, he's saying those are in chair one. In chair two... He says, that is convenience. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I'm saved, got my fire insurance. Um, but because there's not really a, a, a heart covenant with the Lord and with each other, um, we actually compromise um, our love, our integrity. Uh, we make really poor choices because we're forgetting the covenant relationship that we're, that we're engaged in. And he says, now here's what he didn't really explain that, I, that I'm going to explain even more later, but but some of you I talked to later, you said, you know, darn it, I want to be in chair one. Why, you know, why am I in chair two? And, and there was already this comparison thing going on and judging yourself. When the reality is, truly, um, you can you kind of hop back between these chairs many times a day. I'm going to explain this more. And Leif said the same thing. He said that very day, remember, um, I don't know if he shared this story, but but when he flew over here, um, he had some, 
some issues and he told you he was in the back and, you know, on the plane and it was all rough and stuff. Well, that there were some issues that he went through and, and his heart at first was like a little bit, you know, agitated and, and offended or whatever. He moved over here for a little bit, for a little bit. And then he's like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm a son. This is not my life. I'm going right back here. And he shared with me, I won't share all the stories, but he shared with me how several times that day, even before he taught it to us, he was back and forth a little bit. So I, I, some of you didn't really understand that. You were thinking like it's, well, I'm gonna, I want to get to that permanent place where I'm always here. Heaven. Heaven is where you always be here. Promise. Okay. Until now, we're learning what life in the Spirit is, how, how to let the Spirit lead us from here to here. Now, let me go to the third one real quick, which is I called blinded. I don't know that he put a term on it. I called it this. Um, and we'll see later in a scripture, for those that are unsaved, they're blinded to the truth of who, of who God is, how much he loves them, how much he wants to be with them. Now, let me do here down below. I wanted to, sh- to uh, ex- expand on something else he, he mentioned, that shalom... He says, when you're in this first chair, you're experiencing the shalom of heaven, which is really what we all want, right? Um, the, the shalom of heaven is always ours. It doesn't go away. It's our gift all the time. It's just that sometimes when we're here, we're not experiencing it. We're not aware of it. And so we're not feeling very peaceful. We're not feeling the, the, the peace of the Lord. Um, but I want to actually explain to you a little bit more about shalom. Shalom what we are given from heaven is, is a, a huge gift. Check this out. Shalom means to restore in the sense of replacing or providing what is needed in order to make someone or something whole and complete. That's a lot more than just, you know, undoing tense situations, which is what we tend to think peace is. We carry the peace of God. It's, it's his gift. I want to show that to you in a minute. But here, check this out in the Mirror Bible. Um, I want to read uh, Philippians. Um, I'm really enjoying this Bible again a lot, by the way. If you want something fresh and new, pick up a translation of the Mirror Bible. It's amazing. Uh, Philippians 4.19, this is, this is God doing abundantly beyond all you could ask or imagine. But check this out. My God shall also abundantly fill every nook and cranny to overflowing in all areas of your lives. The wealth of his dream come true in Jesus Christ measures his generosity towards you. I don't know if you got that. He's crazy about you. There isn't anything he wouldn't do for you. And his covenant promise is, I will give you shalom. There's several places in scripture, and Isaiah being one of them, where he talks about it. But Jesus said this, when he was alive on the earth, I changed peace, which is in our Bible, to shalom, which is the word. Shalom. Jesus says, shalom, I leave with you. Now, remember, this is... Right before he's, this is in John 14. This is his last things he said before dying for us and leaving. He's saying to his followers, look it, I'm not, I got everything from heaven and everything that's mine is yours. I'm not leaving with it. The, the everything that you need, I'm leaving with you. I'm going to, uh, I, he says, my shalom, I leave with you. I do not give as the world gives. He's saying, oh, yeah, you guys, you guys have been around the world. You've been around the block a few times. You're like, oh, yeah, what's the catch? Okay, so what's the catch? Yeah, when are you going to rip this away from me, right? 
Uh, maybe, maybe I won't, I won't behave well enough for a while. And then you're like, that's it. You know, it's gone. He says, no, I don't give to you like the world gives. I don't even know how to give that way because love doesn't give that way. Love gives without any strings. So he says, I, because of this, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. And so right here, if we go right back to the, the three chairs, chair number two, lots of fear and, and lots of troubled hearts going on. Okay, and he says, no, I've, I've actually given you shalom. Everything is working out for you. So let's go back to the three chairs. And uh, sorry, I'm going to do this really quick. Come on, man. There we go. So there's one. There's shalom. Here's the second one in, in, the, in the second chair. Convenience. A ribbit. A ribbit. So if you were here, you know what I'm saying. If you weren't, you're wondering why I'm ribbiting. And um, that's a, by the way, that's a frog that's on the top of the jaws of a crocodile. In case you didn't know, he's in some trouble there. And so Leif explained to us that, um, you know, we all want this close walk with God. We want, we want to experience the fullness of his kingdom. And we got all these little things that are ribbit, ribbit, whether it's aches and pains in our body, whether it's offense that we have towards another person. There's all these little things, ribbit, ribbit, that's stealing our joy, that's, that's um, not allowing us, we think, it's not allowing us to come over here in this chair one and experience the peace, the shalom. Some of you are thinking, Brent, I love the idea of shalom, but how come I'm not experiencing that? I want to believe that's true, but most of the time I'm not there. And, and, and Leif was explaining, it's, it's these little frogs, it's these little ribbit things going on around us. And so, and so his challenge to us was actually his 28-day challenge was, I want you to pay attention to the distractions, the very things that we keep trying to go, oh. He's like, no, actually, why don't you pay attention to them and invite the Lord into those and ask him, ask him to deal with your heart where those, where those are, why, the, why is this irritating me so much? Um, and, and let him into that place so that he, he can bring you back into a place of shalom, all right? And the third picture I have is just, which we're going to get to in a minute, is, is the bl- blinded minds, the God of this age who's blinded the minds of unbelievers, all right? Um, let's see. So then he went back and forth, and I, I'm, I'm just going to, this is just a reminder, but also I want to expand a little bit more. So this chair too, this one of believers who are not experiencing the fullness, who are frustrated, like where, where's the kingdom? How come I'm feeling depressed, discouraged? What, what is going on? One of the reasons is because those who are living in, in the second chair, they are, they're living as orphans who lack. I'm not saying they have lack. I'm saying they live, they're living as orphans who lack. They believe that that's true. They're the people that would believe that um, they, w- they would get upset with somebody else getting blessed because now there's not going to be enough for me rather than just celebrating somebody else, you know, what God's doing for somebody else. That's, the, that's what that orphan uh, sp- spirit does, or that thing inside of us that feels like we're not fathered. Well, you know, that, that God really doesn't love me this much. No, he, he, loves, you like, he loves you like crazy. And we're in, a, we're in all of us. We're, we're in a... Um, a journey. We're on a journey where we are discovering 
that that Papa is not only as good as he says he is, but we're discovering just how good that is. We're we're discovering the the nuances, how how he would go he would go to the ends of the earth to do something for you. He knows exactly what you like because he made you that way, and he loves sending kisses your way from heaven all the time. And here's the thing, though, we we often miss him because we're we're not even looking for them. We're just we're just like oh. Man, life is not good. I, uh, you know, where's God? I, and actually, by the way, when you're saying where's God, you, you believers, when you're asking where's God, when you do that, look, you're getting really close to him because he's right here. He hasn't gone anywhere. But what happens is, is our emotions start playing with us and toying with us. And even in that, can I tell you something? God is not disappointed with you. When your emotions start to get you down, if you feel depressed, discouraged, some of you, um, last week, Karina courageously shared her journey of God bringing her through um, suicide and wanting to kill herself. It was only the grace of God that she's alive today. I mean, I'm, Suzanne and I went up to, we've heard her story before, but I was crying all over again last week and saying, Karina, I'm so glad you're here. I was crying. I'm like, I'm, you, are, you are one of the special ones. I can't even imagine life without her here. But that's, that's what the enemy does. He takes us to these extreme places that have nothing to do with truth. It has nothing to do with who you are, how special you are, how amazing you are, the, the plans God has for you. It's funny because we can see it in other people a whole lot easier we can see it in ourselves, right? We're like, we look at somebody else and we're like, what? You're depressed? Stop it. You're amazing. You know, while we're feeling the same thing. Um, and so this is where we need to let the Spirit speak to us about who He says that we are so that we don't. Because we need to move from that over back over to this chair. I'm going to focus on chairs one and two for a little bit. We need to move back over here as, as knowing our identity as sons and daughters who have. We don't lack. We have. In fact, you know, sometimes we're waiting. God, you know, God, when are you going to bless me? He's like, oh, didn't you know I've given you everything? That was the exchange. When you gave your life to Jesus... He took all your garbage and he gave you all of his glory and, and all of his inheritance. You were adopted before the foundation of the earth, right? In Ephesians 1, it tells you that. What does that mean? Well, the adopted ones were given all of the rights of the firstborn. Did you know that? The adopted children in that culture were given all the rights of the firstborn. Why is that important? In Colossians 1, it says that Jesus is the firstborn of all creation. That means everything that's his is yours. Everything that's his is yours. You are not missing out. So, so what we need to do is, is to realign ourselves with the truth. Papa, you tell me what truth is. Because sometimes when I, allow, when I allow my emotions to lead the way, it is not good sometimes. Sometimes it can be just fine. Other times it can really take you down into a, a pit. And that's not Papa's heart for you. So I promise you, that's why he said, I'm going to put my spirit inside of you because I don't want, I will not leave you as orphans. I won't do it. I put myself right inside of you because I'm going to tell you constantly, I'm going to remind you who you are. I love you. I love you. You're mine. You're great beyond measure. I like everything about you. I made you just the way I wanted. When I made you, you were my dream fulfilled. That's how he feels about you every second of every day. But how do we tap into that? That's, that's the key, right? Because if we keep going like this, it gets tiring. It gets exhausting. I mean, can I tell you something? Even, even coming up here today, before I came up here, um, well, actually, earlier, I was working on this. 
And um, it, it was, I had a time deadline, you know, like, whoa, okay, I got to get this over to these guys because this is happening. And um, I started, when I was doing that, I was starting to go back here into this anxious place, like, ah. Uh, because I, I believe me, when I woke up this morning, I had an amazing time with the Lord. I was, I was so here in chair one, and I was daddy's boy, and I was loved, and life was amazing, feeling, feeling the Holy Spirit. And then later on, I'm going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's, I'm a son. Whether I get this done or not, doesn't matter. See? Then you're back here. But I got a deadline, you know? And then even here, when I was sitting in this chair, I was thinking, you know, because I was working so much on this thing, I was thinking, oh, you know, God, how's, how's this going to go? And I'm like, wait a minute. This is me in chair two again. And then I said, wait a minute. That's right. I have an A plus before I even get up there. I'm your boy. I'm loved. Life is good. All right. So that's the back and forth thing. Here's, here's one more. Um, maybe two more. I don't remember. Living from, so in chair two, you're living from earth to heaven meaning you're seeing everything down here and hopefully God will show up and something will happen as opposed to in chair one, you're living from heaven to earth. You're learning to, um, you're so learning the heartbeat of Papa and you're so believing what he says about his reality, not what the five o'clock news tells you. Do you understand? His reality from heaven and you start living that one down this way. That could be with your relationships, it can be uh, your health, all, whatever it is. When you start feeling like, where is God? There's brass heavens. By the way, brass heavens, I, I understand the quote, but that's old covenant. I'm just going to let that one sink in. Because every once in a while I steer, still hear this, like we're pounding on the brass heavens. God, where, where are you? He's like, down here. I'm in here. I guess he wouldn't have a little mouse voice, huh? I'm in down here. <laughs> Why are you pounding this thing? Heaven to earth says every... Oh, Papa, you, you have to start with a relationship. I'm, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I'm yours. You love me. And I'm telling you, saying these things out loud is really helpful, really helpful. If you're not feeling it, if you're not feeling good... You're feeling lied to. Go back to the truth. Daddy, you love me. And then I just love this. When Leif was up here last time, remember he sat in this first chair and he said, he sat down and he said, he, he had some trouble. I think it was financial trouble. And he said, Papa, I'm your son. I'm your son. You have all resources. What's, what do I do? What do we do? What's the answer? So it's okay to dialogue with the Lord. It's okay to ask him, absolutely, but you're doing it as a son or a daughter, not as an orphan pounding the brass heavens and hoping somebody up there is listening. Do you see the difference? Because this is really exhausting and it's not even true. It's just a good word right there. In chair two, you've got all kinds of problems, and then you have to achieve something to do it. You're, like, constantly working, you know, working, working, working. Do you remember um, Dan O'McCollum was the first person that shared this a few years ago? It was brilliant. Because our minds, that's part of our soul. Our, our minds, our emotion, it's not bad. Souls are not evil. It's just not our spirit leading. When our soul leads with our emotions and our mind, we can go in different, different directions that aren't, that aren't the best for us. But Dan O'McCollum said this. He said, he said, God... God, uh, brains were not meant, God didn't give us our minds to solve problems. 
I know, just hear me out. He gave us our minds to store information. And they're brilliant. It's a brilliant how God made us so that when he gives us a solution over here, our brains can go, that's right. And there you go. Because he had all the information there. He's the one that had to give you the brilliant solution, right? It explains why. It does explain something. It explains why when things aren't going well, and in your whether it's financial or any other, financial seems to be a big one that keeps people up late at night. Why do you run over the same scenario a hundred times over your head thinking that something different is going to come next time, you know, while you're not getting any sleep? And he says, you know what? While you sleep, while you slumber, I am blessing you. I'll give you answers. Just rest and ask me for help as a son or a daughter who I love to bless. All right. That was really good, too. So that was chair two. And um, so instead of chair two, chair one is instead of problems to achieve that you have to achieve, it's promises that you get to receive. So whenever you're facing something that you don't have a solution for, just understand his promise already goes before you. I, I, I love to take care of you. Every, I will meet every need that you have, according to the riches in Christ Jesus, every need that you have. Okay, Papa. And I've, I've said this before. I've had some great, I have great cry sessions with the Lord, just so you know. I mean, I'm a happy camper. I like myself, you know, I really do. God's, God's been really good to me, but I have plenty of cry sessions with him where, where I'm like, I don't see the answer to something. But again, not, not God, why are you doing this to me? But Papa, I don't see it. I don't see it, Papa. You know, show me. Anyway, it's good to cry with him. He'll give you answers. So where are we going? Oh, so when it's problems to achieve, that leads to the striving and stressing in chair two. And when it's promises to receive, you are learning how to rest. Yeah. I think this is the last one. Chair two, you have all kinds of limitations. When it's about you having to fix your problems and getting really frustrated because you don't feel like you have it in you, you're very limited in what you can do. But in chair one, there's brilliance. And today when we're, when we're hearing more and more stories of people in the, in the, in the workplace and the, the, the mountains of society going after it, they're getting these brilliant ideas from God. They're just brilliant downloads because they're learning how to rest in him. And that, I want you to think about that because there's something in your life, there's some things in your life where you're feeling stuck and you, or, or you don't have an answer. Uh, you know, for some of you, again, a lot of, a lot of times it's money. Sometimes it's, uh, it's the path. You know, I, I feel stuck. Where is this going? Where is this leading? Just for a moment, I want you to think about that. Just think about what for you feels like that place where, where you feel stuck. You feel very limited, all right? And we're just going to pray for a minute because we're going to move on over into chair one. We're going to say, I, I'm just going to pray right now. Um, I'm, Holy Spirit, would, would you cause the shalom of Father, the deep shalom of heaven, the approval of Papa, his promise to take care of his kids, to give us answers. Would you let that shalom come back now into these hearts? And, and uh, Lord, what we're going to do is, is as a little child, we trust you. We trust you that you are good. And God, we're just going to scoot our seats right over here a little bit to, to uh, chair number one.
and we're saying, God, uh, every person in here, we, we, are, we are your son, we're your daughter, who you love, who you love to take care of. And we're saying, Papa, help us. Uh, give us answers. Give us heaven solutions. And in this place of rest, I, I'm declaring over each one of you tonight, starting tonight, for some of you who've been losing sleep big time, whether it's been some of you, it's relationship stuff, uh, just torn up because of certain relationships. I'm declaring over you the peace, the shalom of heaven to bring you back into a place of rest where Papa's going to work on things and he's going to show you what you need to know when you need to know it. And I'm declaring over you tonight, restful sleep in Jesus' name. That was really good. For some of you, that's exactly why you needed to be here tonight. And God, God is—that's uh, His promise. I'm gonna—I'm gonna work on this. Trust me and rest. So I want to talk about life in the Spirit, because the question I got asked last week is: I love this stuff that Life shared, but how do I get there? You know, give me some practicals. What do I do? Now, that, I just want to say right now: Is that is, Susan? We're seeing that's the left brain, right? That always is that. Am I getting it right? Yeah. So the left brain uh, of us always wants to know the, you know, let me f- give me some facts so I can figure this thing out. And and there's nothing wrong with that. God made our left brain and our right brain. They both have functions. But but I want to do this. I want to I want to share some things with you. But I also we're also I'm gonna have Susan up in a minute as well too. And and we're just gonna hopefully hit both sides of our brain a little bit and how to move how to move from this place to to chair number one, that place where you're resting in the spirit. Here's Romans 8, 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds. Uh, can everyone just say soul? Okay, I want you to get that because minds, will, emotion, that's, that's our soul. So um, the, the mind is just part of the soul, but I just wanted you to hear that. So those who live according to the flesh have their minds or their, you know that part of their soul set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds. You, you can still say soul because it's still your soul, but now they have their minds set on what the spirit desires. So that's why I told you before, soul is not good and bad. It just, it, it does what it does. We're fun, we function that way. But, but God says, I want you to be led by my spirit. And then here's Galatians 5.25. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. That's interesting because some of you are like, well, I, I, was, I was filled with the Spirit. Does that ever go away? No, you're filled with the Spirit. But, but, you, but we get to walk in the Spirit. So what does that look like? Well, I want to share this with you. The Lord was showing me, and he's, I got to tell you, what I'm going to share with you right now, I'm still walking this out, um, but it feels really good. There's something about this that's just so uh, right. And, and this is what he's been telling me. I'm going to start by talking about myself first. And at first you might be going, Brent, didn't you forget God and his spirit doing all this? But let me, hang with me for a second, okay? My spirit makes really good choices. My spirit. My spirit chooses life. My spirit chooses to love. All the time. Really, all the time. You could say the same thing about yourself. How, how can I say this? Well, I'm going to tie a couple scriptures in. In John, where it says we were, we were born from above, right? What he, Jesus explains what born again means. We're born, we're given breath into our spirit. Our spirit comes alive. We already had a soul. And, and there's, there's breath just like Adam when God goes, 
He does the same thing to us when we become born again into our spirit. And, that, and it never goes away. That doesn't go away. Our spirit is alive now. And 1 Corinthians chapter 2 makes it pretty clear that our spirit and God's spirit have, have this direct connect and, and this conversation going and this communication going that doesn't end. So what's the problem? Why don't we, why don't we all just, wow, life is great and I always, I'm always living at peace and I'm always in chair one. How come? Soul. Again, not bad. Soul's not evil. Uh, please hear me because I'm not teaching that. Otherwise, there's something terribly wrong with you that you can never fix. Do you see where, how bad that is? That's not, that's not good teaching. Your soul is not bad at all. But here's the thing is that your soul doesn't, often doesn't make good choices. Okay, you know, you're, you're terribly upset. You don't often make a good choice. You, you, you go off in a rage. You don't make good choices. Um, so, so here's the thing. I, I just said my spirit, but my spirit always makes good choices because my spirit is in direct connection with God's spirit all the time. So how, how do we let the spirit lead? Here's something that I've been doing more and more, and I'm going to lead you into this in just a minute. I have been, I've been waking up. First of all, it is a choice. There is a choice in walking in the Spirit. And the choice is this. Holy Spirit, I, I, I'm going to follow you today um, because you're amazing. And here's the thing. You've given me a spirit that's in connection with you. So, and this for some of you, this might sound weird at first, but just, again, bear with me, is to talk to your own spirit and your own soul. Just like, you know, we, we say, you know, hand, be healed in Jesus' name. We talk to body parts. Right? We've learned how to do that now when we're praying for healing. And we see Jesus do amazing things. It's kind of like that. To say to your spirit, spirit, rise up. You're the, one taking, you're the one taking charge. You're in the front seat. Soul, I bless you. And you're going to take the back seat. You're not going to drive. You're in the back seat. When we do that, we're making great choices. Our life, our life has more and more peace and joy and all the rest of it. Because why? Because that's the fruit of the Spirit. That's where He's leading us, right? Now, here, here's, yeah, here's the next part, though. If you're saying, well, that's great. I'm just going to pray this prayer every morning, and then I'm all set. No, because just like I mentioned with Leif, just like I mentioned with myself, you can bebop back and forth a lot. Um, because before we know it, something happens and something, you know, sometimes it's pain from our past. Something jabs at us and, you know, or maybe something rises up. Maybe you're driving down the street and somebody cuts you off. I don't know. I don't know what does it for you. That, that actually doesn't bother me too much. But <laughs> I know for a lot of people it does. I don't commute much. You can probably tell. Um, the point being, <laughs> something going to stir you up and it's easy to flip, to flip back here. This is where you have to pay attention. This is why life said, pay attention to what that ribbit is. Ribbit, ribbit. What is it that's upsetting you? Because in that moment, if you can see what's going on in a very short time, you can be right back here if you want to be right back here, which is, and this is what I say out loud. Wait a minute. That was my soul. This is what I say out loud. That was my soul. Uh, Spirit, you're leading again because you, you make good choices and you're listening to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for leading me. See, I'm not, I'm not excluding Holy Spirit in this. I'm just, I'm just learning a different kind of dialogue that's kind of more, a little bit more of a um, uh, take, take, take control of this thing. 
Like, I, don't, I know that sounds like it's works and human. It's not, because I can't do any of that apart from the grace of God. It's not possible. But he wants us to partner with him, and he's actually teaching us. He's a tutor. That was your soul. That's your spirit. That's your soul. That's your spirit. And you, you can make a choice. You really can. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what we're going to do. Um, I, this is my 28-day challenge, which is really similar to Leif's. But it, it, it folds into what we just talked about. And I want to read this first, and then I'm just going to invite you to say it if you would like to do this. Um, Holy, to, to, for 28 days, the reason why he said this is because in four weeks' time, you can totally change um, habits and things that have led, that led you into destructive. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand because I'm already raising mine because it's true of me. You get stuck in certain places and you're like, I, I don't want to do this again. Maybe it's eating habits. There's all kinds of things. We're like, that's it. Starting tomorrow, this all changes. You know, not going to happen anymore. Right? <laughs> um, the first problem is we said starting tomorrow rather than right now, but that's another story. Uh, we need the Holy Spirit's help, but when we start with his help, when we start to hear his voice and understand that we as a son or a daughter, we are valuable. You are valuable. You are infinitely valuable. You're worth taking care of. And when we don't believe that to the core, that's one of the reasons we start to destroy ourselves and the relationships of the people we love the most around us because we haven't understood our value. You are so valuable. You're, you have infinite worth. Jesus proved that on the cross, right? If you, as you start, not if, as you start to believe how valuable you are, you're going to treat yourself different. God wants you to love yourself like crazy. And there's been this crazy I don't know, teaching through the years, I've, I've certainly heard it at times, that if you love yourself, that's prideful, it's arrogant. No, no, it's not. You're actually agreeing with the Father's assessment of who you are. It's really important that you love yourself. The more you do love yourself, you're going to be a better husband, wife, father, mother, brother, sister, friend. You're going to be that person. If, if you're thinking... Why can't I love people the way I want to? I, I want to love. I want to tell you, start by letting, first of all, receiving his love and agreeing with it and loving yourself. It's time to love yourself. And then as you wake up, Holy Spirit, today I choose to be led by you. Because my spirit is engaged with you, my spirit will lead and my soul will follow. As you show me the frogs, that's what Leif's term, right? As you show me the frogs in my life that distract, I will give you access to my heart and I will receive your shalom. So there's a process in this, right? Are you getting this? Now, if you're thinking, I I could certainly put this in the email. I'm I'm happy to do that. Some of you, I know some of you are like, I want to get every word just right. But let me just say this. It's not about getting every word just right. Because now you're back into performance and you're like, did I say the right word so that this happens? No, it's it's right here, sorry, relationship as a son or daughter. I'm giving you the under, a little bit of the understanding, but all you need to do with your own heart as you wake up in some way is just to say, Holy Spirit, I want to follow you today. I want my spirit to be alive to you today. My soul, I bless my soul, but it's, it can't make my decisions today. And then as, as something rises up and you're, and you're not at peace anymore, Stop and recognize it and, and say things out loud. I know that might be weird for you, but some of you, you're doing, you're doing your, um, the, the, the battle's on your head. 
and you're arguing, you're doing all kinds of stuff going on in your head and self-talk and all kinds of bad stuff. Don't bring it out into the, into the vocal cords, bring it out into the atmosphere and start telling yourself when you're, when you're feeling those distractions, wait a minute, what's going on with my heart? How come this is happening? So God, I want your shalom again. And so I'm saying to my spirit, rise up and, and connect with the Holy Spirit. You're already connected, so I'm going to just lead. Let, let my spirit lead me into good places again because I am a son who is loved by my papa. All things are working out for my good. But can I tell you, when I'm over in this place for real, I'm not repeating those verses like a parrot hoping that they're true. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we're like, well, okay, if I just believe all things, okay, all things, all things, all things work for good, all things work for good, those are loving. That's kind of missing the point. You've got to get into the heart thing again. I am, I am your beloved son. Because of that, because you're committed to me, Papa, all things are working for me. So this is, this is your challenge. I'll, pu- I'll put it in the email for you, or whoever writes the email. We'll put it in there for you, okay? And um, why, don't, why don't you go and stand? Because it's just good. Because, yeah, you just need to move around a little bit. This is good. All right? And again, I promise there are no hidden cameras in here. I won't actually know if you say this or not. This is really up to you for your own sake. Because um, it's really, te- you know, and you, you probably understand this, but it's not a, really a 28-day challenge. It's just it's actually a way of living life. But you have to, you have to actually choose, choose to do something. In this case, wake up, talk to the Holy Spirit, let him lead. All right, so here we go. If you want to say this, you can say it with me. Holy Spirit, today I choose to be led by you. Because my spirit is engaged with you, my spirit will lead and my soul will follow. As you show me the frogs that distract, I will give you access to my heart and receive your shalom. And I'm at, again, right now, just right now, a wave of shalom. I'm praying shalom, shalom, shalom over you. The deep peace of the Lord that is actually working all things out right now for your good. Okay, you can have a seat. So I have a couple more things to share, and then we're going to have communion tonight. Um, this was the scripture I was mentioning before about the third seat. I haven't really talked about the third seat, but the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Not only can they not see who God is and the glory of Jesus, but therefore they can't see who they are. Because they are actually made in the image of God. Did you all know that? You all know, right, that every child on this earth, I don't care what they are doing. Saul, before he became Paul, that we love to read Paul, we would never have wanted to meet Saul and or ever, right? God loved him as a son. Um, they, and and they, they carry his glory, every single person on this earth. And when we start actually realizing that, we will treat people differently. We won't, we won't judge them. So um, I had this dream I want to share with you. This was just about 10 days ago. It was a very uh, vivid dream. And in this dream, I was, um, I was preaching, or I, I, okay, I was preaching, and I, on this side, there was like a, 
a, a lawn up this way with uh, probably about two or 300 people. And they were all, um, I, I asked the question, I said, how many of you um, know Jesus? And a couple hands went up. And I said, how many of you want to know Jesus? How many of you want him? Every hand goes up. That was over here. Over here was a, a whole other set of of pre-believers, I will call them, unbelievers, pre-believers, those that didn't know Jesus yet. They were kind of listening in, and they were all, their all hands were all going up too. Well, I want them too. They all wanted them. In the middle here where I was, or just right behind me, was actually um, a whole bunch of people, a couple hundred more, of, of the church, people in the church. I mean, I just knew that in my dream. And, and so I'm starting to leave that. I'm like, how many of you, you know, want Jesus? Every hand shoots up, and these hands all start shooting up. They all want him. And I'm starting to lead them in the prayer. But what's going on behind me is that everybody in the church, they're all, they're in twos and threes. They're all just jabbering and talking to each other. I mean, completely unaware of what is going on. And, and I, was, I was over here, and I was, I, was um, I, I, I actually started the prayer. I said, I said uh, okay, you know, just, um, you can just repeat after me. Um, uh, Lord Jesus, I, I believe that you're the Son of God. They're all, they're all praying it. I believe that you died for my sins. They're all praying it. And I'm about to get to the point where I'm, where I'm going to say, you know, encourage them to pray. Come on into my heart. I, I give you my heart. And, um, and I can't go there because there's so much noise going on now. Like I'm yelling. This is outside, by the way. And I'm yelling. And I, I'm like, and I was getting really frustrated. So I came back and I started going to all these. I tried to find the instigators, like the ones that were talking the most, you know, and I'm going, could you please be quiet? You know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not mad like in a rage, but I'm really like, please be quiet. And, and, um, and they, and they, you know, they kind of look at me and they move a couple steps back and then they go right back into their conversation. I'm like, and I, and then there were a couple of times where I moved forward and touched them this time, you know, just for a little added emphasis Please be quiet. You know, this is really important. I went to several people in here. Eventually, I went back and I finished the prayer. But honestly, by then, it was the fire was was different. It was like the the, something had diminished. Um, And uh, then I went after after I finished this prayer, I went back and actually talked to some of these people. (laughs) This was my pastor side, I guess. I'm like, I'm like, you know, were you were you hurt or offended when I asked you to do that? Oh, no, we're we're okay. Um. When I woke up the next morning, I was, um, I just, the, the Lord started speaking to me about um, how important it is that we, that we pay attention to the times we're living in. And we can, and this is, believe me, this is not a, this is like, it's nothing against anyone, anyone sitting here. In fact, I don't remember any of you in this dream and you're like, okay. Um, that's not what this is about. I, this is just the church. We need to wake up and pay attention to what's going on because, because there are multitudes right now who want Jesus. They really want Jesus. And, and uh, we could be so distracted. We, we could be in this middle chair. That's why uh, one of the words he used for this middle chair was complacent. Complacency, whatever. Um, when we actually have a mandate, yes, Jesus loves you. Yes, he's wild about you. And you get to share that news with the world. Now, let me just be really real with you and honest with you. Just um, in the last couple of weeks, there were two different times where I did not step out um, t- with an opportunity that the Lord put right in front of me. Um, w- one of them was at a grocery store. And I, I mean, it was late at night, a grocery store. And there's, I'm hearing this, this woman just goes, 
Ah, I mean, that's kind of how she, she was like in a lot of pain. And, and she's, she's right there in the aisle. Nobody's around. And um, it was late at night, and I just didn't want to go pray for her. But I'm just being really, really honest with you. I'm like, I just, it was right in front of me. And, um, and I'm telling you, I did not need a gift of word of knowledge, right? Because she's like pointing to where it, it aches. So, you know, I did one of those later on, like, okay, Lord, if you want me to, you know, let me, let me meet her in the parking lot. I'll do it. Didn't see her again. Um, that, then, then a couple days, oh, just this last week, uh, we were in, in a gym, and there was a guy that, that, that got, um, all of a sudden, he's like cussing because he is so hurt. Something happened in his body. And I went, and I'm like, you know, I look, are you, are you okay? But I didn't go further. I'm sharing that because, um, first of all, I want to be real with you and let you know that it's not like, it's not, none of us all the time are just walking like in this place where everything's all systems go and we're just in the zone. We have choices all the time. God's going to always use things to teach us. And so he he started talking to me about those things, about my availability and my desire, that what I carry, it goes back to, see, Part of the reason why, why we don't want to step out, well, what if it doesn't happen? What if I make a fool of myself? Because we're not believing what we carry and who we are. So next day I'm walking and, and a homeless person comes right to me and says, um, do, you have, you know, do you have a few bucks? And, and, and I, so I just looked him straight in the eye and I said, I mean, I was in such a different place because God had been speaking to me about some of the other things. And I said, I just stopped and I said, tell me, what's your story? I mean, I had, I was in no hurry. I wasn't going to anywhere. And, um, and so I ended up, you know, going to Starbucks with him. I talked to him. He was a believer. I talked to him about healing with some things he needed. He didn't want healing. That's actually not the point. The point is, is that that time when I walked him there, I had no other agenda than to love him. Um, so I, I'm sharing those things with you because we've got to wake up and we keep saying, God, send me, send me halfway around the world. I want to go, you know, preach to whoever. He's like, I'm sending you people all the time. They're right in front of you. You just have to step out and trust who you are as a son or daughter, what I've put inside of you, and make your agenda to love them. Love them. And sometimes that's going to be praying for them and see a power display. Other times it's just going to listen to them. I don't know. But, but I'm telling you, the harvest is ripe. The fields are white. It's true. And so for all of us, again, that was not, that dream wasn't condemnation. It was just, it's time to wake up to the times we're living in. Um, I'm going to have, I'm going to have Susan up here. Um, One of the, one of the things about these chairs is about how you feel that you belong. Uh, We all want to belong. And, and in chair two, we kind of never feel like we do belong. Chair one, we belong here first. And then, and then we realize we do belong here as well. But Susan had a, a story she wanted to share, so I'm going to invite Susan Folkler up to speak. Thank you, Brent. That was awesome. That was really fleshed out, I think, really well, in the right way, fleshed out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, when God's doing something in your heart, how often he'll give you a little object lesson yeah, 
so he did that with me this week. Um, I really appreciated Leif. I feel like Leif has brought so much to us that's been so helpful. So this week, I had an opportunity that came up into my life that looked like a really good opportunity. It looked like a perfect fit for me. I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. It's going to be awesome. And I started really kind of giving my heart to it and getting excited uh, it, Teresa Leipshire has this thing she says, um, she's, she does inner healing. She said, you know, sometimes you just wish you had a part, you know, once you get healed, you can't go to that part anymore. Like I used to have this numbing out part. Anybody relate with that? Like don't feel anything, can't, yeah, I used to have that. And I kind of don't have that anymore. Darn it. Sometimes, sometimes, no, I'm glad. But, um, so that means it, it, it can hurt sometimes. And when it was starting to look like this opportunity wasn't going to happen, I started feeling pretty disappointed. And and something was really hurting inside my heart, and it kind of surprised me because in other situations like that in the past, I don't think I would have felt that kind of hurt and that kind of pain because my heart, I'm just feeling more passion and more tenderness and more connection than ever before. And I realized, man, I really gave my heart to this thing. I was really hopeful, and I am feeling the pain of disappointment. But I wasn't quite sure what that was all about. Um, you know, I'm in chair two. <laughs> I'm hurting. I'm feeling kind of disconnected. And about the time I'm starting to process this pain, my son calls. And he says, Mom, I mean, I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but um, Lila, my, my little granddaughter, Lila's sick. She can't go to daycare. Is there any possibility you could take care of her tomorrow? And it, as it just so happens, I just cleared some, something had just shifted in my schedule and I had that morning free and I just like so touched. And I'm not even quite sure why this is touching me. Like I'm, I get to babysit my grandchild. This is so cool. But I was just like, breaking something in me like like in the best way like it just felt so tender and so sweet and I was just like so grateful I get to babysit my grandchild while I'm feeling disappointed at least somebody wants me because <laughs> I wasn't feeling wanted by the other opportunity and as I started praying about that situation I realized it all had to do with belonging you know in this chair Chair, the, the chair number two, the ribbit chair. <laughs> we can tend to think that we belong because we're needed. And I was feeling that pain. Well, I'm needed. I guess they don't need me. They don't want me. They don't need me because what they, they don't think that what I can do is enough or is right for them. But in this chair, like my grandma. I'm grandma. I'm little Lila's grandma. I will always be her grandma. They will always want me. We belong. We're chosen because we're wanted. And nobody can take that away from you. It's enough. In this chair, being needed is never enough. You're never going to be needed enough. There's never going to be enough that you can do. You're never going to be talented enough, gifted enough, wealthy enough, positioned enough ever to fill your void. It'll never be enough to really 
make you feel like you belong, know that you belong. It's knowing that you are chosen and wanted because of who you are. That's enough. And I realized that's what God was really doing in my heart this week. He was showing, you know, it's who you are that's enough, Susan. And it also brought some clarity to me, that, that scripture that says, many are called, few are chosen, has always confused me. It didn't ever make sense to me, really. And I realized this week, oh, that's what that means. You know, we're all called, chair one, chair two. We're all called. But few know they're chosen. Few know that they know that they know. They're chosen to be a son and a daughter. And that's enough. And that's the only thing that can ever be enough. So there's only one thing that buys you this chair. And that's what Jesus did. You can't buy this chair any other way. It's accepting what he did. It's accepting what he did buys this chair. And not trying to be enough in our own strength can't get you there. Working hard in this chair is never going to get you there. It's like Brent said, it's your spirit is already residing in heavenly places at one with your Lord that gets you here. <laughs> When he looks at you, he says, you are enough. And there's nothing you need to do to prove a thing except accepting that gift that you're his. Wow. That was so good. So uh, I just thought it would be really appropriate for us to end tonight uh, taking communion um, because, as Susan just said, this is what Jesus bought for us. He, bought, he, he paid the price for us to belong. We already belong. And um, when, uh, you know, when Jesus um, took the bread with his disciples, I want to remind you again, this was his last supper, right? This was just before um, he was going to the cross. And um, so he took this bread and he says, um, this, this is my body, which is broken for you. As he's, as he's breaking it, which I will do in just a moment. But I, I want to tell you that often we associate that only with the pain that he went through. Uh, while that's not wrong uh, at all, actually that that the word he was using there is is really instead what he's saying is this is my body I, i'm living here as a, as a human carrying the glory of god with me displaying it everywhere we go i'm gonna leave soon i'm gonna go back to heaven however you i'm going to break who i am up and give you each a piece of who i am because you are carrying me to this world So one, he says, but you're going to have to do this as a body, meaning I did it as a, a single, singular whole person. I'm giving each of you a piece of my glory. You're carrying it with me, but you are going to have to do this together as one, as a family. That's the only way this is going to work. And here we are, 2,000 years down later, you know, where 12 turned into hundreds, turned into thousands, turned into millions. Here we are. And it's still the same. He says, each of you has a piece of who I am. 
And so when you're taking communion tonight, I want you to um, acknowledge that because what you what you're doing when you actually take this then is you're saying, Jesus, you gave me a piece of who I am, and it's not out there somewhere. It's right inside of me. For this reason, normally um, we have the bread is is uh, broken up, but this tonight I want you to take a piece off, okay? Just as a, as a as a, that symbolism of I have I have a piece. The glory of Jesus is you know is in me. And and um, I want to ask actually would would I was going to ask yeah you guys are here would Russ and Susan would you. Do one of these, and um, Joel and Letta, would you? Are you able to? Can I? Two of the three of you in that front row would. Bill, pick someone on your right or left and bring them up here to serve communion. Okay. All right, come on up, and it's over here. And so, what we're going to do is we're going to have three stations for you to come up to. Uh, the one in the middle, and rest the cup in the middle is is the wine. The one in the middle actually has wine in it. The two on the outside have grape juice. And to take a piece, dip it in, and, and eat it as they serve you. Um, there's, it's not super significant whether it's wine or not. Some people, that f- there's something about that that feels, uh, that does something uh, special for them. And if you want that or don't want that, it is fine. Um, but the ones on the outside will be the grape juice. The one in the middle will be the wine. And um, so, again, as you're coming up now, I'm, I'm going to just um, give you um, your, your, uh, your, your marching orders right now because this is going to kind of end our, 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 our formal time together. But that is this, that you do carry Jesus with you everywhere you go. We heard a story tonight about Janie. It, it's, it's the simple things. It's giving away love in the, in the simple ways, the, the ways that don't seem like a lot to you, but they mean a lot to somebody else. And, and you carry Jesus with you. And I want you to come up. I want you to choose to come up as a son or daughter who belongs here. You belong to him. He chose you. All right? And um, the last thing I'm going to say is this. I would like to ask um, if the... I still want to have prayer for those who want it. So if the prayer team tonight would be the first ones to come up, um, I, I want you to... to to receive communion, and then I'm going to have you come this way, um, off to this side, prayer team, so that those can people can get prayer. So if you need prayer, if you need healing, if you need encouragement, something, you can get prayer after you have communion. Okay, so um, let's just stop and pray. Father, thank you for touching our hearts so extravagantly tonight. Thank you that we had the privilege of worshiping you, the the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus. We worship you. Holy Spirit, we worship you. All, all just different, uh, amazing, uh, beautiful uh, persons of the Trinity, different ones that we get to relate to who are also have the same spirit, the same spirit of love that, that, that flows through you. And, uh, and God, thanks for reminding us tonight just how special we are to you. Thank you for giving us hope and a purpose that we're alive for, for your reasons, for your purposes. God, I'm just declaring hope into every heart here to leave this place with a heart that is filled with hope and that is once again reminded and and connected in with the deep shalom of heaven that we have a Papa who loves us with all of his heart, who's promised to do good for us every day of our lives. In Jesus' name. So now come and be reminded that you belong to Jesus.